Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm Grace Gawler. And today, the whole show is devoted to a very, very special guest, Dr. Emmett Miller. Uh, Dr. Miller is a graduate of the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. He's been a lecturer and preceptor at Stanford University, University of California, as well as other universities and medical schools. In 1977, he gained international prominence as a founder and medical director of the Cancer Support and Education Centre, now the Centre for Healing and Wellness. 1987, again, he was in the news as the convener of groundbreaking California State Task Force on Self-Esteem. Um, Emmett has been a pioneer. He's really one of the founding fathers of the mind-body medicine uh, movement or approach and today what we're going to do is really encapsulate, bring together everything that we've been talking about so far in navigating the cancer maze. So without further ado, welcome to the program, Emmett. Thank you. So, Emmett, I've, I've just given a very brief introduction. There's more about you actually on the um, the Voice America Health and Wellness website if people want to have a look at the guest area uh, with your bio. Um, but bringing together all the things we've done in the program so far, can you tell us a little bit more about um, your background and what drives Emmett Miller? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had a... Uh... I had a very good friend who um, was misdiagnosed. Um, I was in, in college at the time, and um, I, I, like I knew the diagnosis was wrong, and so I went and, and I did a bunch of reading, and I saw how doctors were making diagnoses. Now, I was a mathematician. And I realized that it was illogical how doctors were making diagnoses. And then as I went more into it, I realized that their whole way of approaching disease was wrong. So I figured I could make a contribution by going into medicine. And this is, you know, back in 1967. And I uh, pretty soon realized that what was missing in medicine was the patient, um, that patients were sort of looked at as sort of... Uh, uh, the vector, like the, 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 the patient brings the disease to the doctor. So we had specialists in everything, but no one who specialized in the patient. So I went into the field of medicine, and that's where we started the whole notion of holistic medicine and mind-body medicine. Um, and I learned at that time um, the, the new information was just coming in from the East, so I in about 1969 or so, I started working down at Esalen Institute. So I learned about meditation, and I learned of all of these teachings from the East, and I realized that that's what medicine was missing. We were, um, that these tools from the East that had to do with meditation and contemplation and really a whole a different way of looking at the world, um, looking at the world from a point of view of wholeness and connection 
rather than from separation and the differentiation and polarization. Uh, and so um, that's why early in the 70s, then I just really started a whole new branch of medicine, mind-body medicine. And in um, 1977, we were, opened up the first um, um, cancer support and education center where we really trained people um, and we train professionals in how to work with people, how to work with imagery, how to work with people's emotions, and how to give them the ability to, number one, heal themselves, number two, how to work along with whatever treatment they may be getting, and number three, how to diminish the side effects of treatment that they were getting, and, and number four, how to live really uh really well and really in the present and how to be joyful in their lives. And that turned out to be uh, incredibly successful. And from that first center, really, this, the, um, Carl Simonton had the first. I guess we technically had the second. But, you know, now there's, uh, there's tens of thousands of cancer support groups going on all around the country. Um, so I still... Uh, do my work. Uh, my focus is not only on cancer, and I've especially been interested in how we can how we can use media in order to heal people. So what people are needing is information. It's information that heals people, whether we're talking about physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or in relationship or in community. If we don't have the right information, then we cannot we cannot heal ourselves. And, Information, we have such wonderful ways of doing that. Uh, back in 1971, I invented the guided imagery cassette, you know, um, recorded meditations and guided imagery for self-healing. That, that has really caught on, and everybody, everybody does it now. I, I have a set of, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 programs dealing with many different illnesses. So I focus not only with people who have cancer, but people who have any kind of mental, emotional, um, spiritual, uh, or relational difficulties. And what I'm about is figuring out how we can use audio and videos to help people discover how to really activate their soul, give their soul an opportunity to do the healing that it knows how to do, how to live their lives uh, in such ways to be as to be successful and happy. So that's that's me. That's you. <laughs> it's a great answer, and you covered so many things uh, in that answer. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, came up there for me, for and for many patients, is people talk about curing and people talk about healing. Uh, could you just share with our listeners your definitions um, of curing and healing? Yes, the, the healing healing is a fundamental um, process that the life force needs to know um, how to do. When I talk about the life force, I talk about the fact that in this inorganic world that we live in, if we go back a billion years or so, there was nothing around but rocks and water and fire. But all of a sudden the carbon atom came along, and the carbon atom forms a different kind of bond. Rather than taking an electron from another atom, it shares electrons with other carbon atoms. And that made possible these gigantic molecules that we call proteins and ribonucleic acid, DNA, and that sort of thing. 
and it really made life possible. So life has been made possible by the notion of staying together, um, by communication, by sharing, first of the carbon electron, and then the first cell was a group of molecules that put a membrane around themselves, and they call that the inside, and the goal, in order for life to continue, that membrane has to stay closed so that you can balance the interior of the cell. If the membrane breaks, then you won't have life anymore, but if the membrane can close itself if there's a break, it heals itself, and therefore life can continue. So it is the maintenance of wholeness and oneness that is what life is. Nothing around was, there was nothing doing that before life came. And then, and so even as we become very complex animals, our health and our healing has to do with becoming whole again. If we get a cut, we've got to close that cut. The cut is closed because the body knows how to do it. If you have a bacterial infection or if cancer cells, cancer cells appear in the body all the time, but our immune system usually goes in, gobbles them up, and, and uh, metabolizes them and gets rid of them. That's healing. Curing is what a doctor or somebody from the outside may do where they, let's say, give you um, something that can help your body do the healing. So you, if you have an infection, you can be given an antibiotic but that antibiotic won't, won't cure you unless your body sends the blood with the antibiotic and into the place to go, and then after the germs are weakened, sends in the white cells to eat them up. So if you put a cast on the arm, that doesn't fix your broken arm. The body has to heal that um, broken arm underneath the cast. So curing is what is done from the outside or what you do to yourself or someone does to you the healing is something that um, emerges from the inside. Somebody from the outside can help you heal yourself faster. They can speed up the healing process through interaction with you. But that's so. I look at the healing as coming from the inside, and the cure is from the outside. If you've got, a, if you've got gangrene in a leg and the doctor cuts that leg off so you don't have the gangrene, so, so the doctor has cured you, but you have to heal that leg that's been amputated, you have to heal that stump or you're, you're, you're not going to be well. Emma, I think that's one of the best definitions of um, curing and healing that I've actually heard. And I've been doing this for around about 38 years too. You've been in the business for about 45. Yeah. Um, remind the listeners that's 83 years of wisdom right and experience <laughs> coming through in the program. Yeah. Um, We've, we've only got about a minute before we go to the break, and um, perhaps you could just give a very brief introduction to relaxation and imagery, and we're going to come back after the break and then discuss that a little more. Oh, we've got 30 seconds to the break. <laughs> so, so, so we live in a world where we're con continually challenged by things, and so the mind continually is focused on those challenges, and that produces stress. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how stress is at the basis of most of our illnesses. Yeah, I think that would be um, very helpful for many of our listeners. I know so many people write to me. Uh, we've talked about post-traumatic stress disorder on the show here. 
And um, I've had so many letters from people who say, hey, I recognise, I think that's me. Um, but no one's ever actually uh, done the diagnosis for them. So it's a really big issue in today's modern world. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back certainly after the break. And we're going to talk about stress, relaxation and imagery with Dr. Emmett Miller. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now... Back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, I'm Grace Gawler and we're back with Dr. Emmett Miller. Today, Navigating the Cancer Maze, um, looking through the uh, viewfinder of his work over the last, say, 45 years. We're now going to talk with uh, Emmett about imagery and relaxation and in particular stress and its impact on our health and well-being and what we can do about it. So there's the question, Emmett. <laughs> well, whenever, um, so we're really beset by stress. And I mean, if you take the train every day at 7.04 and at 7.04 comes and the train isn't there for the first time, okay, now there's a challenge. You've got to get to work. The train isn't there. And so your body goes into an activated state. Or if the boss comes in and says, okay, you're fired, and all of a sudden you think, oh, my gosh, how am I going to pay my bills? Or you get a note from school that your, your kid was caught with a pocket full of drugs or whatever. When these challenges come along, they produce stress within the body. Sometimes the stresses are easy to handle. So if you spill a glass of milk on the floor, you can clean it up, you know, a little stress, but it goes away quickly. But there are a lot of stresses that come into our lives that we don't have an answer for. And what stress is, is when there's a um, difference between how you want things to be and how they really are. And so if you lose something that you didn't want to lose, or if someone says something to you that 
that you can envision is going to is going to hurt you, or if you see something um, dangerous about to happen and you can't stop it, then um, how you want the world to be and how you see that it is are different, and that creates what we call a cognitive dissonance inside. It's like friction between what you want and what is, and particularly so most of us in the culture that we live in that is so brutal that does not understand what babies need and what children need we all become traumatized from the very beginning they don't tell us how beautiful we are they don't tell us all the potential everybody's interested in making us do what they want to do and you know we get uh, molested in different ways we get physically abused we get mentally abused and ultimately, it hurts that spirit because that human spirit is born seeking love. And if it doesn't learn about love and if it doesn't receive undiluted love, then it becomes stunted, just like a tree that doesn't get sun. And we, so we end up with these stunted spirits. And because it's that spirit or the soul that ultimately heals us, then when we become ill... Um, and we want to do something about it, well, our minds are busy worrying about what's going to happen next week and where, what if this disease doesn't get better and you know, how am I going to earn a living and, oh, this really hurts. And these are problems that we have no solution for. And so there's this enormous amount of dissonance, and we feel that as emotional upset. It can show up in the body as tension in the muscles. It can show up as inability to sleep, et cetera, et cetera. But in order to heal ourselves when we have a serious illness like cancer, we need to use the mind appropriately. What that means is you need to distract your mind, pull your mind back from all of those things that it's thinking about. Clear your mind of all the unnecessary thoughts and doubts and questions and concerns and thoughts about the past and thoughts about the future and come into the present moment to come into the present. Most people are so busy being afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow and feeling bad about what happened yesterday, there's simply not enough neurons left in the brain in order to concentrate the energy to bring about the healing more rapidly. So deep relaxation is the way we go about doing that. Deep relaxation is a state that people may get into if they meditate, if they go into deep prayer, if they practice autogenic training, if they practice mindfulness, if you practice hypnosis or self-hypnosis. There are many ways, but they're all characterized by a relaxed, focused concentration. And that's the first step. Now you have a tool whereby you can begin to instruct the cells of your immune system, what you want them to do. Hey, buddy, you know, you guys, you've been doing a great job cleaning my body up of bacteria and viruses and all the little cancer cells that come along every day, but you missed a few over here, and they're starting to grow. And, you know, that's kind of bothering me, so I would really like for you guys to go out there and get it. That's basically what you want to say. And when you're in that highly concentrated state of mind, in the presence and then use the mind in a very specific way. We're talking about an unconscious part of the mind, the part that we can't control directly, but we can control it through the use of images. So 
if I tell people to, okay, salivate, you can't salivate. Speed up your heart and raise your blood pressure. You can't do that. But if I tell you to imagine sucking on a lemon, you'll salivate. Or if I tell you to imagine that you're standing at the edge of a cliff and your feet are starting to slip out from underneath you and you're about to fall over the cliff, then your heartbeat will speed up and then you, your blood pressure will go up. So the way we reach the unconscious levels of the brain, which is what we have to use in order to communicate with the cells, just like I have to use this telephone in order to communicate with you so that you can broadcast it out. You need to use your brain, and that's what we call using guided imagery. And so just as if it's a computer, the computer will work because you give it a sequence of instructions that are specifically chosen so as to create a particular outcome. So if you load a word processor on your computer, that's what you get. If you load a spreadsheet, that's what you get. If you load a Scooby-Doo cartoon, that's what you get because these are different instructions. Your brain can do the same thing. It can make you sicker, and you become sicker by being afraid. You become sicker by thinking of all the negative images of what could possibly happen and you become more healthy as you begin to come into the present, as you begin to live your life in the moment. And then when you begin to think about what may happen tomorrow, you learn how to use positive imagery and to hold that positive imagery in your mind. And just as when you imagine sucking a lemon, your body responds the way it should in order to um, go along with sucking a lemon, if you envision your body healthy, and if you envision it healing while in that deeply relaxed state, then your body follows suit, except it doesn't salivate at this time. It calls out your white blood cells. It begins to make changes inside that we're just beginning to understand. Science has shown now that we can do it. We've got thousands of experiments and work with people that show that this is, this is what the mind can do when you use it properly. So... It, you use your mind through deep relaxation and imagery to change how it's functioning and through changing the functioning of your mind, change the behavior of the cells of your body. Fantastic. This is um, a little like, uh, I guess, putting the new software into the computer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. That's and why and I, I think... That's why I called my, when I first went natural back, uh, national distribution of the products back in the 70s, I called them software for the mind, because that's really what it is, software, how to use your, we don't learn how to use our mind appropriately, because everybody wants to control us, they want to sell us their product, they want us to vote for their candidate, they want us to behave in a certain way, and there's very few people around who says, no, I want you to, to discover what your mission is in life, and I want you to follow that mission with everything that's in you. And if, if that mission is doing something different from what your parents want, or if it's different from what the government wants, or different from what this advertiser wants, you do what's right for you. And in, if, you, if when children are brought up in that way, they have a much better sense of how to use their mind. But very, very few of us ever got that kind of treatment or that kind of training. 
Yes, we all had to learn in the hard school. (laughs) I wonder, uh, Emmett, if you could just at this uh, point in the interview mention your website and if there are any specific resources that you have on that website that can assist patients. I know there's a lot of free information, as there is on on the show, but could you talk about that before we go to the break, which will be in about two minutes? Yeah, that's at drmiller.com, D-R-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. That's a tremendous amount of information. You go to the Learning Center, and it goes into detail about all the things that I'm talking about here. There's another section called Free Resources. There's audios, and there's videos, and there's written material, uh, research, a tremendous amount of things. And there's also a store where you can purchase the products, but if folks are, are, want to purchase products and they're in Australia, um, there's an Australian site um, that sells, and so it'll be easier. You don't have all the shipping and, I don't know, duty, whatever it is. And that's called MindDivine, um, MindDivine.com. So it's M-I-N-D-I-V-I-N-E.com.au. And uh, that's where you can see that the different products I have. Right on the, uh, right on the opening Page, there's some clips from a movie that I'm making, and you'll see a little boy in there whose parents refuse to give him chemotherapy. And uh, you see him here, he's about 13. He's now about to go into college. So, uh, and as you go through the site, you'll see that there's, um, uh, for those who just want to use imagery to work with their cancer, but if you're having chemotherapy or radiation, I have special uh, imagery for uh, you know, for use in that. And then there's the book that I wrote um, back in the 1990s called Deep Healing, The Essence of Mind-Body Medicine. And that, you know, um, is full of um, both uh, uh, both learning about it, both a sort of an intellectual understanding, but also a great deal of guidance for how to do imagery, how to do relaxation, and, and how, to, how to change your mind and change your life. Sounds great. Um, I have uh, seen many of your articles and uh, listened to you. And, of course, I've known you from conferences in Carolina going back into the early 90s. So I think you've got a tremendous amount that uh, can be gleaned by people, not only cancer patients, but basically anybody who's really wanting to increase their human potential. So I really recommend that you have a look at the site and um, check out Emmett's work. So we are going to go to another break. My goodness, time is flying by this morning (laughs) because the topic is is so juicy, as I said to Emmett before we came on the show. Uh, So we'll be back shortly with more of uh, Navigating the Cancer Maze and indeed the Life Maze. And we'll be back with Dr. Emmett Miller soon. your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. 
The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, I'm Grace Goller and I'm back with Dr. Emmett Miller and we're navigating the life and the cancer maze. Um, we've talked a little bit here, Emmett, about the soul in healing. Um, and I, I'd like you to uh, be able to talk more, some, some depth about that subject, because it's one that gets very confused with religions and belief systems. Um, and I know I have a lot of people who come to me and say, oh, yes, but I'm a Christian. I can't do meditation. Um, you know, this is going to affect my belief system. So can you talk about sort of wrapping that up with the mind, the body, the, the soul, spirit? Of course, as, of course, fundamentally, you know, I'm a scientist, I'm a physician, and the work that I do with people, the results that I look for, results on the x-ray, results in the blood tests, whether people are pain-free. Um, so, you know, as a scientist, you have to say, okay, what's true? You have to look at what the, what's the truth. You have to have some way of understanding the world. And um, so I really come at the soul and you know, from that because... You know, again, if we look evolutionarily in the beginning, there were just rocks around and all kinds of minerals. And then one day uh, you had plants, and a plant is made up of exactly the same thing that the rocks are made up of, but it's fundamentally different. It has something higher. It can grow. It can reproduce. It can change and modify. A rock doesn't do anything. Then along comes an animal. It does everything the plant can do. Well, not everything, but it does live and it does grow, except that it can respond in immediately to what's going on around it. It relates to other animals. And, and so, again, the animals are operating at a still higher level. You take a human being. A human being has a wonderful ability that the animals don't have. They can imagine something that's not actually happening. It's like I can imagine the Eiffel Tower in a lightning storm, or I can imagine a worm crawling out of an apple instantly, even though I don't have one in my hands. Well, that's something that the animals can too. But because we can do this, we have been able to create the world that we see out there now. Some of it's beautiful and wonderful that we've created. Some of it's pretty terrible what we've created. But we do have the ability to envision things and, by envisioning, bring new things into being. 
Well, once we live life for a certain period of time, we begin to recognize that there are certain moments in life that are beautiful. There are certain moments in life um, when there's harmony, when we experience love, when we have a kind of uh, some sort of religious experience or some sort of breakthrough or precognitive experience, and there's a kind of a transcendent feeling. Everybody has those kinds of feelings from time to time. Well, those are moments at which we are actually experiencing the next level, uh, in a sense, of evolution above simply having a mind that can create something. Is there being some guidance about what needs to be created? And we have those experiences when we realize that this moment is the only moment that exists. Everything that exists, exists in this moment. The past does not exist. Not even one second of the past can come back again. The future does not exist, and it never has existed. And so, therefore, you don't have to think about the past or about the future. You can focus entirely on the present moment. You can realize the beauty of the life that you have, you can realize the beauty of the opportunity that you have. You can feel love for what's been created and feel love for those people that you have connected with in life. And when you begin to look at the world in that way, then you're actually listening to that message that's, that comes from within you that is guiding guiding your mind, just as your mind guides your body and your body guides what happens with minerals underneath. And so after a certain amount of evolution, we begin to notice that. And then when we begin to say, I want more of that in my life, and we begin to change our lives so that we begin to treat other people differently, we begin to realize that all suffering comes from wanting things to be different from how they are period. The moment you can accept the world as it is, suffering goes away. Suffering is optional. But in order to do it, you need to realize that it is your mind that is creating that suffering. And so you begin to, to recognize messages like, and you begin to live your life in that way. So now you don't bother getting angry about things. You let the anger go. Anger, it's like, you know, uh, we used to say in medical school, uh, if you ask a normal person how much is 2 plus 2, they say 4. If you ask a psychotic how much is 2 and 2, they say 17 or purple or Marilyn Monroe. But if you ask a, a normal neurotic person how much is 2 and 2, they say 4. But it really pisses me off. That's the way we are. We look at reality and we get angry at it. It's not how we want it, and so we get uptight. That's the stress. That's the stress that creates disease in your body. And I'm talking about 80% of our diseases. And it's the stress that stops us from being able to heal any kind of disease that's already gotten into our bodies. And so when we let go of those excess thoughts and come into the moment, the stress melts away. We go into relaxation, and now we can use our minds differently. And that's receiving the guidance from your soul. Then you begin to listen. Every single religion, every single teacher that's come, come along do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
the basis of all the different religions is the same because when intelligent and caring human beings get together and pay attention to what is of the most fundamental truths about life, they come up with the same fundamental truths. But then the religions are kind of like retailers, um, and they package it in a certain way. Like you can go to all the different brands of, of uh, gasoline out there. They're all coming from the same place. And, and you know, and they're, they're just all competing against each other. But fundamentally, all the religions are bringing forth the same message. But they've passed through the minds of men, primarily, and women who are trying to figure out how can we keep more people in the religion. And so you develop. Okay, if you step foot in another person's church, then you're going to go to hell. So you begin to get in the, in institutionalized. Uh, uh, religions, you begin to get message in institutionalized Christianity, for instance. You know, I see a lot of Christians. I think I think Jesus would be really hard put to feel good about some of the things that they're doing out there, because you know he talked about love and acceptance and and taking care of the poor. And, and I see a lot of people who who are loudmouth Christians who aren't really doing that. So, at the basis of religions, just about all of them, there is this truth that there is this fragment of the divine that's deep within. There is a voice that we can hear once we quiet our minds, and when, and, but it does not demand that you do something. You have to be willing to do it. You have to take the time to listen to your soul. If you want to go out and make yourself sick and prevent yourself from getting well, you can smoke all the cigarettes you want, but if you stop and take a listen to what's coming from your soul and start loving your body and start loving your lungs, then you suddenly won't want to put smoke in your lungs anymore. And so the, so getting in touch with that soul becomes an intentional thing that you do when you recognize that there is a higher level. Uh, and the other quality of that soul is it connects you to other people. You begin to realize that you're not alone, that you are sharing um, the world with others, you share thoughts with others, and you share energy, and you actually share electrons with anyone you anyone you touch. Probably the two or three million electrons from your body jumps over onto their body, and vice versa. And you begin to realize um, more of of the truth that is available when we really stop and and uh, and are wise about our lives. I think you bring some really important points there and particularly looking at those areas of connection and sharing and communication and that they, they seem quite uh, simplistic to a lot of people but of course they go down to the, the cellular and beyond the cellular level, you know, the, the DNA. So for cancer patients, I think um, your talk and advice there and, and wisdom is really important because the cells are, are needing to connect and communicate for health. Yes, that, uh, that all the cells in, in, in the body, each, all, they are, their purpose is to support the body as a whole. Uh, and you know, with a cancer cell, a bunch of cancer cells, it's like they don't care. You know, they're just doing their own thing. Um, you know, everyone's an individual, and they just eat, and they don't produce anything, and they push everybody else out of the way. And so they're very, very different from um, the cells of your body, which should all be cooperating with each other. 
And when you think about your body in that way, and, and again, when you are in touch with your soul and you think about the people who are around you and the world around you, instead of abusing other people and criticizing other people and attacking other people and being angry and uh, um, all the kinds of things that we tend to do, you begin to love everybody and discover how it's possible to see the connection between yourself and everyone else and discover how it's possible to love more and more completely and more and more universally you are learning how to get along with others in the same way now you can teach the cells of your body how to get along with each other. And in particular, the way your immune system cells get along with each other is they communicate with each other and they go out into your body and they protect the things in your body that need to be protected and your body supports itself in that way. So, um, so that same love that we have for other human beings and for all of creation, for animals and for everything, and, the, and the, to experience gratitude, a prayer of gratitude, that's all you need. All you need to do is, is, is pray in gratitude. Every else, everything else comes from that because you're getting in touch with that essential force that is within and when you feel that in relationship to the world around you, then your body learns it. Just the way, just the way you watch a child looks at his parents and begins to act the same way the parents does, speaks the same language, walks, tells the same jokes, and that sort of thing. Your body is constantly watching what you're doing, and the cells of your body will begin to replicate within what you're doing uh, in, in, the, in the world that's around you. And so that same uh, being in touch with that soul, and, you know, if you do have a specific divinity, a symbol, if it's Jesus or God or, um, or Allah or um, Shiva, you know, it, it doesn't make any difference. Um, we need those symbols because that deeper part of your mind likes something that can grab onto it, likes an image you know, and so you know, really uh, nice man called Jesus with a really with a really cool beard who goes around touching people and they're healed and stuff like that. And you can feel very impressed. Okay, that's fine. That's useful for the deeper part of your mind to pass on those healing messages within. And Fantastic. So, We're going to have to go for a break at the moment. So okay. I'd love to come back and start off at that point again, Emmett. We'll start with Jesus. Yeah, we'll start with Jesus. That's <laughs> a great place to finish the segment. Okay, we're going to take a short back and we'll be back with Navigating the Cancer Maze shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website 
at www.holvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into navigating the cancer maze with your host grace goller we'd love to hear from you today on our program please call us toll free from north america at 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 international callers may dial in to 480-553-5759 you may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Here we are, back with uh, Dr. Emmett Miller, and we finished in the last segment on the topic of Jesus. So uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's uh, probably uh, quite a good introduction, in fact, uh, Emmett, because I get so many uh, emails from listeners who are really stuck on the area of forgiveness in their healing process um, from all different kinds of religions. And several people have asked me uh, whether I would take that topic with you today and uh, if you have any resources available for people who are struggling in that enormous and complex area of forgiveness after heaps and heaps of life betrayals yeah, yeah forgiveness is you know, and that's as you say connects well with Jesus because that was he was really the master of forgiveness that was certainly uh, certainly one of the uh, his whole being was really seems to have been about that, but um, that, again, the forgiveness is uh, you know, something's happening, something has happened that we, um, that brought us some unhappiness uh, or discomfort, and the forgiveness, um, the forgiveness, again, it's really about accepting that what has happened has happened. Um, the tension um, when we're not forgiving, when we're being resentful, or as I say, that you know, resenting resenting someone is it's like drinking poison, hoping that it's going to hurt the person that you're angry with. That uh, when you're when you're not forgiving and you're resentful, and, and of course we hold on to that because the mind is the. It's, you're the uh, again. I'm talking about the unconscious part of your mind really thinks if you get mad enough, if you get resentful enough, if you get hurt enough, maybe the past will change and you can actually rewrite history and that, you know, that will go away. And of course, it's, it's not possible to forgiveness. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, when a lack of forgiveness of yourself or other people, like holding on to guilt, what they call guilt, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, <laughs> the guilt is, uh, you know, when you're very young, they, you're you do something wrong, and if your parents don't know the right way to raise you, then they they make you feel guilty about it, and uh, and then you feel guilty, and then you get spanked, and then you know then it's all over. Then you don't have to be guilty, or you you, you feel guilty, and then you go and you 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 wash the dishes better, and then 
And so somehow your brain thinks that it's possible for you to go back and undo what's there or that the person uh, that, is, that you're having trouble forgiving as if that can change. And the, the essence of it is, again, it's just really acceptance. Things are how they are. And not only that, but if you're hanging on to something and not forgiving, then there's a part of you that needs to grow. All of our negative emotions and negative emotional states that come along for us, when they're not really helping us in their lives, they're actually opportunities for us to grow. There's some part of ourselves that we are resentful of. There's a part of ourselves that we're not forgiving, or someone hasn't forgiven us, or we didn't have people who were forgiving around us, and we've never felt forgiven, and I'll be damned if I'm going to forgive him because I was never forgiven. So it's kind of like, again, we're just acting out what we've been taught. You know, we live in a family where we're taught the power, the incredible power of forgiveness, because, it's, again, it's simply a matter of letting go of the past. Stop trying to make the past be different from what it is. Um, and that's, in the, to me, that's what, the, and forgiveness, it's not, it has nothing to do with the other person. You're not forgiving them, it's not hurting them, it's hurting you. You can forgive them, you don't have to be their friend anymore, you don't have to be best buddies, you don't have to say anything at all, but in your heart you can say, I accept that this happened, it happened because that's the way that person was raised. That's because that's how that person was traumatized. That person didn't know how to truly love me deeply and fully. And as a result, they injured me, and I can accept that. Not only that, but I can see where I've injured other people along the way. And I need to be able to forgive myself for that and be able to see how I can go forth into the future, number one, and not injure people. And number two, choose people in my life who won't injure me. I did, you know, I don't have a specific forgiveness product that I work with, but I do have one that's called Accepting Change and Moving On. Uh, and that's a CD or a download that, that's good for that. And the other one's called, it's called the Serenity Prayer, you know, to, to recognize the things in life that I can't do anything about, like the past, and just accept that it's there. And that's a, a tape that's full of uh, wisdom as well. All of, all of my CDs are, at least part of them is, is about going into a deeper state and how to use your mind and, and do imagery in that way. And again, for healing cancer, let me get this in while we're talking, whether you use Jesus or you use Shiva going through your body or if you see the universal life energy or the color green or an army of little doctors or the Dalai Lama traveling through your body and going to the cells of your body and evoking the response that you want from your immune system, whichever of those images you use. I, have a, I also have a video which has photographs of the, the interior of the body, and you can see what the white cells do. And then I have an artist who's drawn pictures of the white cells doing it, and then there's another artist that's done cartoons of it that'll kind of, it's called immunoimagery. And so what, what you want to do is find the image that works most powerfully for you, what feels the strongest. You want to see the cells of your body strong and vigorous. 
and you want to see them wiping out the cancer cells and clearing that from your body. And then you want to envision yourself as healthy and well and fully functional, happy and strong, and living a complete life. And maybe you've lost an organ or two from your body along the way. That doesn't mean you can't live a whole and complete life. Maybe you've lost a leg or a uterus or a lung. That's okay. You can still live a rich and full and happy and, uh, um, and, and holy life if you're wise enough to choose to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. Uh, we've got about one minute before we close the show. I'd like you to mention, Emmett, where people can get in touch with you, whether you uh, do any personal work with this these days, if you could mention that, and uh, just mention your website again. Sure. If anybody's in California, I can see you as a, as a patient, but anywhere in the world you may be, I work with you uh, in coaching. You can learn about the coaching as well as the free learning center and all the free resources. It'll probably take you three or four weeks just to work your way through those. That's at drmiller.com, D-R-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. And you can purchase products there, but probably better to get them from an Australian site, which is minddivine.com.au, M-I-N-D. I-V-I-N-E dot com dot A-U. And that's it. Fantastic. Well, we're coming to the close of the show. I'd like to thank you so much for sharing uh, your wisdom today. Oh, one other uh, thing I might mention, if you come to my website, if you sign up, I'll send you a free copy of my latest book, which is about healing the planet, plus some free imagery. And, and you should all, you'll get my newsletter and you should also listen to my radio show, which is, uh, which, which is on every week. Okay. That's really good. Learn all about that at drmiller.com. All right. So we will finish uh, our segment today with Navigating the Cancer Maze. And once again, thanking you, uh, Dr. Emmett Miller, for joining us. I'd love to have you back again sometime because today we've uh, we've kind of just scratched the surface yeah, of some right. very, very deep subjects. Yeah, uh, but we've, we've also done enough, I think, to give... Uh, particularly cancer patients, a real lead into where they can go to look for these resources and to build up um, their toolkit for recovery, which is what we aim to do in Navigating the Cancer Maze. Yeah, great. So, great. Thank you. you, Grace. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, and bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone.